Hello, and welcome back to Lessons of the Six-Figure Woman podcast. I am one of your hosts, Angie. And I'm your other host, Chi-Chi. And we are back with a new episode. We come back every single Thursday with a new episode. Um, And so we're back. (laughs) We're back, guys. We're happy to be back. We are happy to be back. That's that's actually true. Um, <laughs> so let's roll right into our gist of the week. And let's this go. week, yes, this week I am coming to you guys with the reality TV tea <laughs> because that is what a guilty pleasure is. So, oh brother! So I am currently watching Real Housewives of Potomac. And I'm sure anybody who's watching it probably knows exactly what I'm about to talk about. <laughs> um, but uh, Chichi, you you watch or you don't watch? I do not watch. So this is oh, all okay. new tea for me. But you know the characters, right? I do. I watched the first season of The Real Housewives of Potomac. Um, so I am familiar with the characters, definitely. But I have lost their storyline. Okay, so this particular... Uh, gist is about Robin Robin and Juan and <laughs> so what happened was so Robin and Juan have had like this on and on and off kind of situation they were married when they were young and he was a playing basketball and then they got divorced and then but in the meantime mm-hmm. they had these two kids so they kind of were co-parenting and living together um, and so finally last season they decided to make it official and just get remarried again so wow I guess it, yeah and so in the midst of all of that, he had a little cheating situation where apparently he was sending, I don't know if it were text messages or DMs, but he was sending messages <laughs> to this lady, right? And so, you know, Robin is like, whatever, whatever. So the lady now comes and she produces a receipt and she's like, um, here's a receipt of him, a literal receipt of him purchasing a hotel room for her with his name clearly listed there as the person buying it. And so, of course, Robin <laughs> is like, hmm, that's odd. So she goes to her as her fiance and she asks him about it. And the story he tells this woman is that, um, yeah, you know, she came into town. She called me up. She she didn't have a way to pay for her, her hotel room. So I just went Jesus. down there and paid for it and left. I mean, <laughs> I mean imagine your husband, Angie. Chi Chi, don't even say that. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it. We rebuke it. We rebuke it. I just, I just need to emphasize how unbelievably ridiculous that that sounds. In what realm? In what realm am I gonna believe uh, some my friend and uh, she needed money for a hotel room? And it just so happened to be a friend that you were inappropriately texting that we just had to kind of deal with that whole situation. And you just so happened to be the one that she had to call. No, you should have told her, well, I suggest you fly your butt back to where you came from. Like, exactly. Like, well, too bad. That's capitalism. I don't know. (laughs) Tell her something. Right. In fact, why are you even answering her phone call? That's what I need to know. Why? Why, sir? Why are you even answering that text? As soon as she should be blocked, like her text messages should not be able to transmit to your cell phone, period. Right. It's just so funny when like all this drama stuff, right? Because it's like he just kind of walked us through the whole like up and down. They got divorced. They got whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Stay divorced. You know why you divorced him. He's a serial yeah. cheater, probably. Like, what are you doing? And also, why do you stay in these toxic type of dynamics, dude? Like, yeah. I, I mean, it's like going back to the Chloe and Tristan thing. Like, I mean, uh, what are you expecting out of this guy? He's yeah. shown you who he is so many times. I, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think that they do have an arrangement and like, Mm. because this man has been caught on camera, like he had a hot mic (laughs) on saying he does not want this woman. Like they, and of course, Bravo being as messy as they are, they played it. They, they played it happily, gladly. And so we have all heard from this man's mouth that he does not want you. So to me, I'm just like, I, I have to believe that Robin is not that stupid. Like, I, I don't I yeah. don't believe she's very, very smart, but I have to believe that she is not foolish enough to to fall into this type of 
nonsense if not for the fact that right. you know they just have an arrangement and they have their two kids they want their boys mm-hmm. to have a two-parent home and so they have both sacrificed having real relationships in order to give that to their children that's just what i think right and i think and that mm-hmm. no go ahead no i think that that's unfortunate for the children because you you, you have to know your children pick up on this stuff um you have to know they're being witness to all this stuff. Uh, you're not doing your kids a, a, a you're doing your kids a disservice by by mm-hmm. staying in this weird space where it's really bad and toxic. Yeah, but I mean, she seems to be committed to staying in the space. I feel like she probably told him, "Just don't embarrass me," and then, boom, here he comes embarrassing her. But right, like go use cash, fam. Like. Go get cash from the ATM and pay this girl's bill. What are you doing? Just running it on your card. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, it's like almost this complete lack of respect. You don't even have the respect to even try to cover your tracks a bit. Yeah. And, but to me, the reason that I say Robin is, is I don't believe she's very smart is because all of this wasn't really out there it wasn't like a huge story that just broke on its own she brought it out by bringing it to her podcast that she has with her bestie Giselle who's also a co-housewife so she they decided to talk about the situation on their podcast which I mean I'm sure it was on the blogs and on the tabloids but it became way bigger because you brought it to your podcast meanwhile you guys just finished filming in a season of the show that you're getting paid to show your life on (laughs) And you did not bring right. this drama that would be at least a decent or interesting storyline for you to the show. So you bring on your podcast. And then on top of that, you make people pay a little $5 so that they can hear the real story or they can hear the oh. whole story. So we see what's going on. Right. I so, see what's happening here. Mm-hmm. In, in some way, she tried to be smart and her and Giselle are probably like, oh, we can make a little money off of this. But at the same time, girl, right. you're not smart. Because Bravo and Andy, they do not play about their money. They are not paying <laughs> you to not show them your real life drama. Like, no. Right. They, in fact, in, they in are corporate... paying... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I, didn't mean to go I was off. just going to say that, in fact, Bravo is paying producers to conjure up stories. Meanwhile, you have an actual yeah. story, and you're hiding it from them. Right. Like, yeah no in corporate we call that that's called a a non-compete right like you cannot (laughs) be under contract here and then be spilling tea under another thing and getting money from that no 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 no. that's not how that works yeah so i wonder is she gonna be penalized are they gonna take her off the show what's too juicy of a story i would think take her off yeah i don't think they're gonna take her off but i'm sure she's gonna be penalized in some way because that's what happened to Kenya from Housewives of Atlanta. She she went and got married and did not allow them to film it. And they, they penalized her for that. And she really had wow. to grovel and beg her way back to being at the point that she's at now. So I know for sure oh Robin is going to have to pay for that. At least I think she will. Well, she can just, you know, take her Patreon money and just, you know, write a, write a check straight to Bravo. Here you go. My <laughs> fault. Here's the audio. We can play it in the reunion. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what's going on in the Real Housewives world. So, but so yeah, definitely. Um, but let's get to the real meat of the the conversation. <laughs> the way you said meat, you said meat. Oh, oh my gosh, you were so ridiculous. Anyways, <laughs> so today we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about a a conversation that honestly spoke to you, Gigi. I mean, this was something yes. that kind of really resonated with you, and so we decided, like, I'm sure a lot of our audience would kind of, you know, have that same epiphany or would resonate mm-hmm. with the topic in the same way. Um, but it was sparked yeah. from a video by a creator called Brini Lee. Uh, she's mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, and she was essentially talking about basically the gist of what I got from it was that she was talking mm-hmm. about what God has for her, God has for her. And she shouldn't have to settle for less. That's what I got right. from it. 
But I want and, you, Chi-Chi, to kind of guide the conversation and lead us into what you got from it and why it resonated with you so much. So this is just an just an incredible um topic for me and and really you know Brittany lee she's also on instagram she's like a content creator um absolutely beautiful right she, she is in our category of six figure plus earner right mm-hmm. um she's our age um and and she she's talking about the same things that we talk about and you know what's interesting about this particular conversation really centered around you know like Angie said, what God has for you is for you. Um, and then as a result of that, it's she was sort of preaching to the fact that like, you do not need to shrink yourself to find companionship or to meet a man. Um, and she had this incredible analogy, and I don't, Angie, if I'm jumping too far, reel me in. She had this incredible analogy about how a man should be able should have the capacity to cover a woman right and so one of the things that we're doing right is we meet a man and we talk a lot especially on this show too we talk a lot about you know men don't really care about how much a woman makes and you know it, it it's kind of uh, it turns men off when you start discussing you know work and your ambitions and you know they really want to just they want you to look good and, and be feminine and be agreeable and that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And she just blew my my mind wide open with this whole a man should have the capacity to cover you. So she used this analogy where think about you're trying to cover your entire body with just a wash rag, right? So that's that's mm-hmm. no coverage at all. That's one kind of guy you meet, right? Where you meet a guy and you know, hmm. For example, you know, a guy that I previously dated where I was very strategic about how much information I gave him about who I am and what have I accomplished, right? Because I had a feeling that it was going to kind of push him away or intimidate him. That Mm -hmm. is an example of a man who has no, who does not have the capacity to cover you, right? Because you have to, you literally have to make yourself smaller to them for them to feel comfortable and and feel like they can cover you, right? And what a lot of women do, which, and, and, I, and I can see, I, I was literally on this path up until I really stopped on this video. What a lot of women do is say, okay, well, he mostly covers me, I guess, like mostly. And, and when I say cover, what I mean is he can protect you, cover you spiritually, emotionally, financially, in every realm of your world, he can cover you. He'll celebrate your wins with you. He will encourage you. It's, it's, you can sit there and say, Hey, I aspired to make seven figures in the next three years. And he's like, let's go. Right. Like that's a man with the capacity to handle an ambitious woman. Right. And what we do is we tend to kind of make ourselves smaller, humble ourselves a bit because we're afraid of the guy running off. And she stressed this big thing, and this is why it spoke to me, and I think it really does speak to our audience, is women like us are like, women like us require somebody with a large, large arm span. Because if you think about it, right, if you think about where you are today, Angie, and think about Mm -hmm. where you will be in five years, Imagine if your husband was was on, and we, your husband is the polar opposite. Every, as I'm going through this video, the whole thing I keep thinking about is is your husband, honestly, and and I'll tell you why. <laughs> but but because you can tell, like, and I'm not gonna get too personal, but you can tell, Angie, your husband has not only like the capacity to cover you, but in overflow, and he covers you in a way where as you grow right like he's he's right there with you you don't feel like oh i don't want to succeed to a place where he's now feels like he's inferior like your husband's not built like that you understand what i'm saying and that's what she means by a man with the capacity to cover you right is finding a man that's built for you that's built to hand not and, and i like that she 
she doesn't like to use the her the term handle but that's not that doesn't have the capacity to be able to fully cover you and that was the part for me that was like wow and when you do find somebody who maybe they mostly cover you maybe you get along you know you guys are spiritually connected emotionally connected you know things like that but it's not quite there you know that if I succeed a little bit further from where I'm at he may not be able to handle it like that was the other thing that blew my mind settling for just about he just about covers me for women like us will never work because we are on an exponential growth path and so if you are with someone today who is who who you know might not be able to handle very much more of you growing being ambitious making more money all of these things then you're setting yourself up for failure failure because as you grow and you get bigger his ability to cover you gets smaller and smaller and that turns into and this will be my final comment i know i'm on a whole like rant <laughs> that turn when you are with a man who doesn't have the capacity to fully cover you what you find happens is he tries to do things to contain you he wants to make you smaller so that he's able to cover those parts of you that he can't, right? And sometimes that shows itself as like control or even like abuse, right? Trying to make you feel like you're smaller than you really, really are. And it resonated with me because, you know, the last guy I dated, you know, we talked about on the show how, you know, we had all these long, deep conversations. And when you asked him, hey, what do you like about me? And he reduced it to pretty much my looks, right? Get to look at, she's got hips. That is an example of a man who doesn't have the capacity to handle me at all. So he has to reduce me to what he's capable of covering, which is whatever, childbearing hips, right? That's that. And so it kind of, this whole video kind of answered a lot of the questions that I had. Um, and I just thought it was so powerful, especially for women like us, six-figure earners. We are in our early 30s, <laughs> mid-30s. Like, we are on a growth path and it's really silly to think it's really silly to feel like god i don't want to intimidate a man and it's like if i'm intimidating a man right now at where i'm at today this guy doesn't want to know me in three years i'm gonna tell you that for sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i mean i 100% agree that her analogy of the 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 different size cloths like she literally showed herself covering herself with a washcloth yeah. and then she moved on mm -hmm. to like a bath towel and then she moved on to a full like sheet that completely encompassed her and it was a great visual representation of the different type of men you meet and I think the one that a lot of us get stuck in is that middle one because the first one where her head was just covered with a little washcloth. It's very obvious mm -hmm. that, okay, majority of my body is not covered right now. Like I am cold. <laughs> like I can right? feel the air and the water <laughs> touching me. But when you get to that one where you're mostly covered, you know, your arms are covered, your head is fully covered, but your legs are exposed. I think that's where a lot of women in our position get stuck because yes. in some ways, the world, society, culture tells us that if you get you know, two out of five things you want, that's going to be pretty much what you can get, especially you right. that have now set yourself apart as a woman who has too much money, is too ambitious, is too smart, has mm -hmm. too many degrees, all these too many, right. you're too much already. So how could you expect somebody to cover all of that? So we get stuck thinking like, okay, well, I'm mostly covered. So I can settle for that and just deal with right. whatever parts of me are not covered. I can deal with that. And so right. her showing that no, in actuality, it should be a full covering. That is actually what God right. intended for women to have is to be fully mm -hmm. covered by their husband. And these men that are part of the manosphere that are out here talking garbage mm -hmm. about whatever mm -hmm. they're saying, I don't even know. It's just too much. Nonsense. I don't care how much a woman makes. I don't care what she does. You should. Right. You should. Those are the men that have short arms. They can, they don't right. have the capacity. They could never have the capacity. And I think, you know, when you're here, t you know, talking about it, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, so what does that mean? Like, what does it actually mean to be covered? Like, I know she said, like, emotionally, spiritually, but to you, Chi Chi, what does that actually mean for mm -hmm. you to be fully covered? Um, what it means for me 
is that this man, how do I put it into words? He, you know, cause she used the word and I agree with it, protector. Right. And so he covers me to where he supports and protects my ambitions, my spirit, my emotions, right? He's never trying to, um, he's never trying to, uh, his covering only acts as a defense from the world, if that makes sense, right? Like that's mm-hmm. how I see it. And that, that looks like support. That looks like, hey, I got this new job and he he's planning a surprise dinner just to celebrate, right? Or I'm telling him, hey, seven figures, that's where I want to be in the next five years. And we're brainstorming, like we're in it together, right? Um, emotionally, right? I'm not having a good day. Maybe I'm depressed. And and he's there as as somebody to, you know, offer an ear or just just his presence alone, right? Knowing that I'm having a tough time. Maybe he decides to come over for the next couple of days and stay with me. It's that kind of stuff, right? It, the antithesis or the opposite of that is like, I'm depressed. I'm not having a great day. And I don't hear from him for a week because he knows I'm not in the best mood. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the difference. And you know, I know men like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I have always been so afraid to really be myself because I'm a, I know that a lot of men, most men don't have the capacity to cover me. Like even just talk about mental health in the first place, right? I'm, I'm a woman. I, I, I work. I, and I, I, I can get depression. I do have anxiety, right? Like those are real things about who I am. And I've always been afraid to even express that somebody could reach out. Hey, how are you doing? I'd love to be like not having the best day, but that doesn't seem fun for them. And this really just helped me realize, what am I doing? I should only really be interacting with someone who has the capacity to cover me. So if I am having a bad day, what a great opportunity to see if this man actually has that capacity to provide that protection, to provide that covering for me while I'm going through something, right? Like, we're so afraid or the whole thing about like, you know, if you don't love me at my worst, how can you love me at my best kind of situation, right? It's not about being loved at your worst. I'm a human. I'm a human. And I'm looking for a life partner. And so if the things that are going on in my life are things that you cannot handle or you don't know how to provide any kind of support for, you are not for me. And it's not about, oh, I pushed him away. I scared him away. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. I should not be afraid to be myself because I'm looking for somebody who will be able to cover me fully. Mm-hmm. And I have to be myself in order to identify that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's an excellent way to sort of explain what it means for you. Um, mm-hmm. And so, I, I mean, I guess when I, when I do think about, I think from a cultural standpoint, right, covering typically right. from the man's side right. is financial. Um, right. And I did, I liked that she she wasn't really talking about financial. I think that financial covering it, it's it could be there. It's probably part of it. Um but I think she was trying to go deeper than that because a lot yeah. of times a lot of times when a man can cover you financially, it feels like or it seems like that's enough. Like that's that's the full right. covering. Like I got you financially. Okay. I'm providing here. So what else do you want? But in reality, in order for a woman to feel totally supported, totally covered. It takes all the things that you were talking about. And I want to be clear, like as a married person, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, my toes exposed, right? Like Mm -hmm. I I cannot, Mm -hmm. I, I cannot sit up here and pretend like, because I feel like my husband is good at covering me that it's Mm -hmm. always like that. It's not, it's not like, He's a human being and whoever you're going to meet is also a human being. But when you're looking for a man, I think the examples that she gave were really good, Mm -hmm. right? Because you can tell somebody who can't, who, who feels who their insecurities start to just show, right? When you're a woman who has a lot going for herself, who has a talent or a skill or has a career, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. When that when that thing is on full display, 
so she gave this example of her having an event and she was putting on mm-hmm. like this this really large I don't know exactly what it was um and she was saying that her expectation was that him being somebody who actually does use social media and makes stories and makes posts that he should be excited to post his woman's event because it's his woman and she's putting on this great event and the way he posted it was kind of just like he threw up the flyer there and he was like oh if you want to get blood drawn you can come to this event it wasn't anything about like look at what my woman is doing like oh everybody come on and support my girlfriend nothing like that and so she could clearly see that his his intention was not to was not to propel her forward or to put her in a spotlight or to anything it was not about her at all he did not he did not want to show his followers look at what my girlfriend is doing because probably he felt insecure and that it would make him look smaller by making her look bigger and that is something that is not <laughs> a covering that is not somebody who who can cover you period exactly and and like that's the thing i think you know I always go back to my example relationship, my parents, right? And so it's almost like when somebody compliments my mom's beauty, my dad just, it's like you can see him blush, Mm -hmm. you know, like he, it makes him so proud. It makes him so, and so she she really helped me put a lot of words to the way I was feeling. I just didn't know how to put it into words. And I didn't know how to explain a lot of the things that I've been through. Like, for example, like, you know, she she also provided an example of, you know, they were on vacation and one one woman's like, wow, your wife is so beautiful. And she was so like, oh, don't do that because it's going to cause problems for me. And mm. and the the woman had said, hey, you know, she, you're so your wife is so beautiful. You're so lucky. And then she was like, made it a point to be like, no, no, I'm the lucky one. Yeah. Right. Even though she knows he's the lucky one, it was the fact that she didn't want him to feel less than. And, you know, I've talked about this with you before about like the way certain men talk to me about the other beautiful women that they know or the other beautiful women they've dated. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I have always registered it as, oh, you're just trying to knock me down a notch, aren't you? Like you're trying to make me feel some kind of way insecure or whatever. And it it always starts there. Right. And I I always recognize that and I was just, oh, you're just trying to knock me down a notch. But now I have a real full understanding of what that behavior means, what that behavior is. It's a man trying to contain me because, and I'm going to be 110% honest with you and I'm, and I'm going to flex right now, right? I am, uh, successful. I am beautiful. I am smart. I know exactly what I want. I'm a monster to most of these men. I'm a monster and I'm, <laughs> and I'm on the younger side of things, right? I am, I am an absolute nightmare to most of these men, right? Um, their ability to handle me and, and feel like they've got, um, feel like they have something where they can feel like they have something to offer me that I can't offer myself. And that difficulty, the, those type of men, the, the type of men that I meet that are like that. Now I'm realizing they're, they're doing this and they're like that because they, they know they just do not have the capacity to fully cover me for whatever their reasons are, right? They cannot fully cover me. And I'm like, man, it wasn't until this video I was like, how dope would it be to have a man who's like, not only is he's cheering me on, on all my successes, but he's always compl, you know what I mean? Like he finds me beautiful. He loves when other people compliment me, like to feel celebrated in yourself is, is, is really what my goal is. And I, and I, I don't want to be with anybody that doesn't celebrate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's how it should be. Um, she did mm-hmm. say though towards the end of her video that she feels like whoever this guy is that can do all of this that he, she said it she's like i feel like god is gonna have to send me a unicorn um and yes. i think you know that's real you know i i know that yeah. these type of guys exist but to me it takes work to get to the point where you can do all of this where you can feel secure right. enough in yourself that you are 
confident enough to uplift a woman, right. to cover a woman, to be excited about her wins, to be completely uh, uh, happy that she's making more money or whatever she's doing. And right. mm -hmm. the, the amount of men, especially African men that are willing to do mm -hmm. that work in order to, because to be that type of person, right? It almost goes against what culture tells you you're supposed to do because culture yes. does not. Yeah. There's very few ethnic cultures that elevate women as, you know, women as being uh, the main character in any situation or as being, you know, super successful or super smart or anything like that. The only thing that culture allows women to do is be super pretty. So anything beyond being super pretty, yeah, they're not equipped to, a lot of them don't feel equipped to handle that. So I think it takes a lot of work for men to um, get to that point where they, they have the capacity to do all of this that she's talking about. So do you feel like for you that, this particular person would have to be a unicorn. How do you, how do you feel about actually the reality of actually finding somebody like this? I 100% know that he's going to have to be a unicorn. And, you know, I think, you know, God's timing for me is everything mm -hmm. because I had already gone through this space where I realized, wow, I am so thankful that God put me in the, on this path. Right. That I didn't settle and get married when everybody else was because I would never have been happy. Right. And the person that I am today, I'm very aware of who I am. And that also came with like the work you talked about, because I've, I've done a lot of inner work over the last few years. And that came with work, accepting the accepting my who I am. Right. I say I'm a monster and you laugh at it. I honestly refer to myself as a monster. I am. I, I am a sleeper cell assassin. Okay. What? And a lot, I'm telling you right now, I, I'm, I'm intense about, I'm intense about this because I, I, I guess just the last few men that I've talked to, I am so tired. I am so tired of trying to pretend like I am not the beast that, that you, that you are afraid to be in the presence of. Right. And so I know my my ambitions my personality the way i think the way i talk the 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 way i live i know it's going to take somebody very unique and very special for him to be able to fully cover me but because i've i i, I have already come to terms with i'm perfectly happy and content on my own mm -hmm. uh, my cup is full and it absolutely runs over <laughs> so i'm not unhappy i'm not in any space where i am i am struggling in any kind of way so yeah it's gonna be a unicorn and i'm happy to wait for that and if i don't meet that person that's also cool too like i've honestly moved on from the idea of just having a partner for the sake of having a partner mm. no if you do not cover me i don't want to have anything to do with you because what are you doing? What are you doing in my life? So I'm just perfectly, I, I, I just, I love that she helped me explain a lot of the things that I'm looking for in a man. And it also helped me understand that this is why I'm single, right? There's not a lot of men out there with the capacity to just handle me. And, and I think with this new kind of revelation, I'm absolutely going out there being completely myself because I'm just, it actually makes me sick to my stomach to try to dumb myself down. Um, and I did it as recently as what last month, mm -hmm. like what the hell am I doing? Like, what the hell am I? No, I'm, I'm a monster. You've got to know that you've got to know that. Um, and if that scares you off and you can't handle that, cool, like mutual respect, all love, but no, man, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not, willing to compromise shit i am too peaceful and too happy to to sit here and be like for the sake of having a partner let me let me try to find somebody that'll you know like if you can't handle me get the fuck out i don't care <laughs> yeah and i i mean honestly i will say like you are very very blessed to have that outlook right it's not easy to have that type of perspective and i don't think that many women I don't think that a lot of women in your situation, you know, 
that are mm-hmm. the same age in the same tax bracket uh, of the same culture. I don't think a lot of them have the mm-hmm. same outlook where at, where they can sit there and say, if if I don't find that guy that can cover me fully, I'm going to be single and I'm right. going to be happy and single. Like a lot of women do have that dream of having a partner, of having a family, of having children with somebody, of meeting their quote unquote soulmate. Um, right. And so it's difficult. Do you know why? Why? You know why? Do you want to know my theory? Um, we get married Maybe when we're our, our careers are at full speed, but a lot of the times it's right before it's going to take off, maybe, right? We don't have enough time. If you think about the timeline, right? College, dating, you're still in your 20s, you're still learning yourself, you meet a guy, you get married, right? You haven't had the time to yourself to enjoy your own personal success and live in that peace of mind that you're by yourself. Right. So I had the opportunity to build myself up to a place where I can enjoy my life fully. And I have the opportunity to see what true happiness and peace looks like for me because I've been able to control that environment. Right. It's just been me. So now when I look at a man entering my world, it's very, very clear to me when someone's going to come in and create chaos or take from my cup like dip from my true happiness because that's i am very clear on with the things that make me happy and the things that give me peace and so i feel like i have that outlook because i've i'm in it and i see it and i experience it and i know what happiness feels like that when a man comes into my world and it doesn't feel that way i know it's wrong like it doesn't feel right um and so i think that's why i have that outlook because i'm like well there's no situation that I'm ever going to enter into that I'm going to want to to lower my level of peace and happiness. So it's easy for me to just be like, look, if you're not going to add, if you're not going to at least just leave it alone, <laughs> like just at least keep it the same, then like, don't, I, I don't want. Yeah. I mean, I can, I totally understand how for you that that's how you got there. But I still think mm-hmm. that for most women, it, even if they had the time to, fully enjoy themselves because not every woman that wants to be married is sitting there literally thinking about it every second. Many of them are living their lives, starting businesses, traveling, enjoying themselves, you know, having fun. But at the end of the day, they still always envision themselves with a partner, a life partner. And that's just what they want. And there's no amount of singleness and happiness and contentness in your singleness that can replace having a partner. If that's what you've always wanted. There's no amount of that that right. can replace having, you know, the vision that you had of you and your partner and your children and growing a family together. No matter how content you are, it's not going to that feeling, that desire is not going to go away. You know, it's like if you've always wanted to be somebody like you that's in finance, a financial expert, let's say, and mm-hmm. all you could ever get was to be a an a, a, a secretary like that was just it you couldn't mm-hmm. you couldn't attain that yeah. that desire is not going to just disappear because you 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 like your job and you're happy with it and you realize like oh i'm financially secure in this job everything is great your desire is going to be there so i think that um yeah you're blessed to have that that outlook because it's not easy to to get to that place and for some people they're not going to get to that place so Although everything that this woman has said, I I 100% believe it. I think that a huge piece of why she's able to get to this place where she, because clearly uh, Brini Lee has the desire to be in a partnership with a man. That's what she's made abundantly clear. So I think the reason that she's been able to get to that place is because she has faith, is because she has a relationship with God. And that's what keeps her focused on this is what I deserve. This is what I want. I'm not going right. to settle for less. But if you're just here, just hoping that, you know, you're going to feel comfortable being alone until you get the right guy and you don't have something anchoring you into what you've decided about what you're going to settle for and what you're not going to settle for, it's going to be difficult to stick to this. You're going to find yourself with right. a, a half bath towel covering you and, and think that that's enough covering. Right. 
you're going to find yourself with a washcloth on your head and think that's enough covering. So yeah, that's why I say you're blessed. You're very blessed to have the outlook that you have because to go through this single season and not have that, it's tough. I mean, I don't know how people are doing it. That's so, I, and I don't want to, you're kind of blowing my mind, right? As I'm sitting here, as you're talking, I'm trying to find a rebuttal, like to everything you're saying. And it's hard for me to believe that there's, you know, I, I, it's an, I don't know. That's, I don't know. I I don't know. Cause you know what? It, it it just, it's hard for me to believe that most women, (laughs) it sounds narcissistic if I said it, if I say it this way, but I hope you know what I mean. It, that most women don't have the mindset that I have. And the reason why it bothers me is because it makes me feel sad for, you know, because, and it's not like I feel bad for them and they don't feel bad. It's not like they're in their whole feelings or whatever. It's just that they still have this desire or whatever. But I guess I just, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess that longing for companionship, that need for partnership, I don't have. And so it's really tough for me to see that perspective. Like I'm very much like I, I very logical in the way I break things down. Right. It's very logical. And I just, in my head, I'm like, well, if you've not met a man that can fully cover you, you can still desire to meet a guy like that. I, I, I will, I desire, but am I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm not tripping if I don't meet the guy because I don't want anything else but that. So I'm not going to feel bad if I don't meet him because it's not what I, none of the guys that I met give me what I want. So, you know, what's there to be upset about? But maybe I'm bizarre. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. You're just making me feel crazy. (laughs) No, I mean, I don't know either. I, I can only speak from, I think. Maybe other pe- other women are going to come up no, and be right. like, oh, no, we absolutely feel the no. way that Chi-Chi feels. Um, but I think that, you know, I don't know. I, I know your standpoint. I know your standpoint is legitimate, um, even if I just use the sample population that my brother has dated. And he'd say, you're using me again on the podcast, but I don't care. Okay, my brother has dated a sample size of women. Okay. And, yeah, they do. They do. A lot of women just cannot let go of that partnership desire. They don't care how you're covering them. They don't, they don't, they will, it's almost like they want to take what they can get. Um, And sometimes it's not intentional. Like they're not intentionally trying to just settle or take what they can get. It's like when you get into a situation where you think this could be it you for, you literally have on rose colored glasses and you can't see you don't see the red flags the red flags start to turn pink or orange and it's like that's not it's not really a red flag is it so but yeah mm-hmm. it's um it's it's a really interesting thing um and i i really enjoy this topic just because you know i think there is a particular um type of woman that is in a really unique space we're in a i think we're in a very niche niche space right uh successful ambitious beautiful that's niche and i do think it's worth chatting and talking about because men are very intimidated by all of the things that we are like there's not a part of me that's not intimidating to a man and to most men which is why I know it's definitely, like she said, a unicorn. But it's really empowered me to stand in my, like, womanhood, right? Like, this is who I am. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, in in every aspect, you can feel insecure if you're not the right guy. You, you know, whether you're concerned about other men talking to me or that I make too much money for you to even have any kind of control over me or, you know, I'm going to grow past where you're going to be at, where you're at today. Like a lot of the men that I'm meeting who are older than me, they're in their forties. I am more successful than they are on paper. Right. So now imagine where I'm going to be when I'm your age. And I, I have always tried to dumb that down and 
this has just really empowered me to stop doing that. Be myself and just let him learn you. And if he is turned off by certain things, then that's not for you. Um, so yeah, I, this, this whole thing has absolutely like changed the way I'm going to approach men in the future. And it's not, Hey, I make six figures. What about you? Can you handle that? It's not that it's like, I want to have a conversation with my partner about, Hey, in five years, like let's, you know, seven figures, let's go. Like, what's the plan? Like, what are we doing? Real estate? Like, I I want to buy another property. Like, I want him to be like, she put it so well, like, be like wide-eyed and excited when you hear me talk like that, right? Because now we're both on the same wavelength. Like, you want to see me win. I want to see you win because, like, we're in this together. And, like, our ambitions match. And you shouldn't feel intimidated that your wife or your girl wants to go make seven figures before you may be able to do that. Like how that should not be a reason why, like, you know what I mean? Like you should feel intimidated by somebody. Mm-hmm. You should want a woman to succeed and to, to meet her goals and to meet her ambitions. And that should be an attraction to you. That should make you attracted to me. Right. That's the person that's for me. Not when I'm sitting there talking about in five years, I want to be making seven figures and he's Whoa, like, you know, like if that's too much for you, you're not for me. And so it's just me kind of at this point where I'm tired of pretending like I don't have bigger dreams. I'm tired of trying to make myself feel, seem smaller. I'm tired of like, just being like, pretending like, oh, I'm just a pretty face. And it's like, (laughs) and I'm, you know, trying to give them little hints about my personality, but not trying to overwhelm them. Like, nah, like you're not a baby. If you are able to handle me, then you will handle who I am. Like, yeah. I'm done spoon-feeding it. Yeah. So let me ask you this, right? So, you know, you're super ambitious. Um, and the examples that you're giving happen to come back to money. But I know it's more than that. But just to, mm-hmm. you know, play devil's advocate here. So mm-hmm. are you saying that if, let's say you meet somebody who is not at the same level as you financially, um, has aspirations mm-hmm. to be at the same level 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 as you at some point, um, but he's also somebody who is very excited, like super excited about what you're doing. He's super supportive, like cheerleader, go get it, go do it. Do you feel like that is somebody that can cover you, or does he need to be like she said? And I don't know if this is what she meant by it, but she used the word equally yoked, mm-hmm. and people tend to throw that out there do you feel like he needs to be an equal to you financially and at every single level and in every single checkbox hell no absolutely not absolutely not i need you to be i need you to be my partner in this you know what i mean like if we're doing the real estate thing and this is how we're gonna make you know seven figures like you're full steam ahead You know what I mean? Like, it's not about, oh, what's your salary? That's, that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not where I'm at. The the reason why salary is important is just to be able to keep up. And I'll use a very simple example of if we're going to dinner, I'm not going to Chili's. I'm not going to Chili's. So if you can't afford a dinner, that's not Chili's. Like, that's what I mean by we, you can't keep up. Mm -hmm. That's really the big crux of it all for me. It's not really about like, oh, do you make 20K more than me or not? Like, I don't, it's not, I'm not there anymore. I've, I've evolved past that point. Now, you know, if you can't, you know, go out and do shit, then that's, we're not yoked because I I like to be in certain places. I like to do certain things. Like, so you got to be on my level in that way. But as far as if I'm making half a million a year and he's making low six figures, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I want our ambitions. I want our goals to be aligned. Like, I don't want you feeling like, no, you know, and you know, and again, a lot. the reason why I talk about money in this example is because that's the Nigerian, that's the Nigerian man issue. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. Can they cover you emotionally? (sighs) But the the real, the biggest crux for me is the fact that I keep meeting these Nigerian men who have this kind of fixation on, uh, I haven't even told you this. I met a guy recently on, on Hinge and I was explaining to him, we were talking about how Nigerians are really 
kind of pressure to do health and that, you know, honestly, in the healthcare and sciences and things like that, but you can honestly make a shit ton more money in corporate. And he was like, no, 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 you know, in, in, in my profession and some of my professions, you know, you make, you know, six figures. And I wanted to so badly be like, no, dude, I'm talking about seven figures. You don't understand what I'm, like, you don't understand what I'm talking about right now. Like your, your, your percept, your, your vision isn't as large as mine. Mm -hmm. You know, you're talking to me about, you know, something low six figures. I'm over here talking about, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about seven figures in corporate America. Like, but I didn't go there because again, I was afraid of pushing him away. I was afraid of seeming too much right? He's 40, right? And he's like, you know, he feels like he's the shit, you know, he's making six figures. He's, you know, he's low six figures. He's shitting on everyone. That's how he feels. And I'm here and I'm younger than him and I'm ahead of him. And I don't want to make it, I don't want to call that out any further. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's why I'm, I'm calling this out in this example, because it is the biggest hurdle I think for me when it comes to Nigerian men, because I still have a very strong affinity and attraction and desire to be with a Nigerian man. And this is something that I, I, I know is an issue. I know it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, that's a really good point that that's probably, that's where it begins. It's, you know, I think the, right. the measuring stick always does come down to finances. And unfortunately yeah. that either rules in a lot of men, like let's say, you know, he is making six figures or whatever, then he gets ruled in and you're like, okay, I could, I could deal with this. This guy's good enough. Right. Um, and mm -hmm. it rules out a lot of women for men because if they're making six figures yep. and the man is like, oh, heck no, I can't handle that. Um, right. So yeah, right. I agree with you on that. And, and the last thing I want to add is I think just women like us, the other part about it to your point about how, you know, are men really looking in our direction is we're also, we, we know who we are. We know what we want and we are focused and we don't have the capacity to give of ourselves, like deplete ourselves to get there at the attention of a man. And most women out here are depleting themselves fully just to get the attention of these kinds of men. Right. And so that's the other part of it where it's like, You've got to understand that I'm not going to like, I'm not going to be that girl that's like up in your phone and like, Hey, when can we hang out and doing all, no, I'm not going to be that. If you don't want to take time out of your schedule to plan something and set something up for me, you'll never hear from me, fam. You're never going to hear from me. And all these girls out here are so busy competing with each other. They're so busy trying to get these men, you know, to pay attention to them. These guys are, they're, they're, they're all distracted. My guy is focused. Mm -hmm. Like my guy will see me clearly and not flinch. And that's what, that's what this whole thing did for me. It really helped me and empowered me to really understand that my unicorn, he's, he, he'll show up. Like, I don't have to ask. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's good. That is really good that he will show up. Like, you don't have to go out there right. begging and chasing or any of that stuff. Um, right. Doing twerk, doing twerking videos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, one thing that she also said, an example she gave was about how, um, and it really just encompasses everything that you've said. And it's about how mm -hmm. um, you, a lot of times women are trying to force themselves to fit inside a shoe that's not their size, right? And she specifically yes. said, like, if you're a size three and you're trying to fit into a size eight shoe, obviously the shoe itself is not going to be comfortable, meaning the man, he's not going to be comfortable, you know. Right. with that and you yourself are not going to be comfortable either because that is not the right fit for you but we but that happens a lot where you try so hard to make something work um that can't work and it just can't and i think that the yeah. sooner because what i'm noticing about you listening to you know your dating stories and stuff is that you are beginning mm -hmm. to recognize sooner and sooner that this is not a fit like there's no need to continue to right. waste time go on dates see if it can work it's just like oh no it's not a fit 
go your way. I go my way. Good, you know, Godspeed. Right. <laughs> and and that's just it. Bless, bless up. Right. Bless up. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like the sooner that you can begin to recognize that this is not a fit, like this guy can't be what I want him to be or what I need him to be, that the better. Um, right. But for a lot of yeah. women who haven't heard anything about like this whole covering conversation, um, mm-hmm. I think it's something to really look into, right? Because to understand, yeah. because women come with checklists, that's just something that we do. We like to have our checklist. We like right. to have, he needs to be this tall. He needs to make this amount of money. He needs to look like this. He needs to have this, drive this car, do th- mm-hmm. all these checklists mean nothing in right. when it compared to this type of stuff, the covering. Um, so I think that if this is your first time hearing about this, if this is your first time, you know, listening to someone talk about this, this particular topic, it's something to look into because when you can recognize, can he cover me or can he not? Is he going to stifle me or is he going to let me shine? That is when you're going to be able to weed out the nonsense and get to the right person that's actually going to lead to a long lasting, fulfilling relationship. Um, so yeah, exactly. I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of made me excited. I wasn't really super excited about, you know, <laughs> relationships until I realized, wait, wait a second. You know, I, you know, I think that this has been, um, I, I hate to say it, but transformative. Mm-hmm. And this is as of three o'clock in the morning, this today, guys, uh, <laughs> this has transformed me. <laughs> And you know what? Here, uh, one last thing. I know this is a longer kind of episode. One last thing, because I just wanted, I just want to call this out. It goes back to God, because I was woken up out of sleep. Mm-hmm. I got up at three a.m. this morning. I was woken up out of sleep because I was having racing thoughts about the potential of meeting another Nigerian man that would make me feel the way that that other guy did, right? Like having to make myself smaller. Literally. I woke up out of sleep, turned on my TV. This is an old video of hers, right? Turned on YouTube. This popped right up. And I was Mm. like, that's, that's not a coincidence. I do not believe in coincidence anymore. So just wanted to throw that in there because I was like, that is so crazy. That is so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, we we don't often talk about, you know, our faith and our spirituality, but I will say like that is one thing when you're looking for a partner, when you're looking for something, anything, even if it's not a partner, mm-hmm. you put God inside of it. You just don't know. You just don't know. Like we're here talking about unicorns, but what is a unicorn to God? Like God can bring that unicorn to right today, even. <laughs> so right. yeah, that's that's true. And yeah. just in case anyone wants to actually go back and watch her video, um, like we said, her name is Brini Lee, and the video she where she talked about all this is called "God Showed Me Why So Many um, Good Women Are Still Single." So if you want to go back and watch it, which I highly recommend you do, um, please feel free to do that. And of course, if you guys have any comments, questions, opinions about anything we talked about, even if they're opposing to what we said, we want to hear all of them. So please feel free to reach out to us. We are on Instagram at Lessons of the Six Figure Woman. And we're also on um I was just about to say YouTube. No, we're not. We're not on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Gmail, okay? I it's... love that. And I was listening like... We're also on. And I was like... I was, like, I was still... I was waiting for it too. Like, oh, we're also on... Oh, right. Not yet. But hey, you never... That might just be the Holy Spirit. You never know. So... I'm you. We have an email though. It's lotsfw at gmail.com. So please feel free to reach out to us either on Instagram or through email. And so then until next time, bye bye. Goodbye, friends.